Joe Reynolds, executive director of Save Coastal Wildlife, and I am joined tonight by two good friends and fellow Save Coastal Wildlife members. Hello. Hey, Joe. It's me, Jen. Hi, Joe. It's me, Samantha. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to our holiday program tonight. We want to wish everybody happy holidays out there. We're broadcasting and recording this podcast just about a week before the major holidays are set to happen. So we want to wish everybody happy holidays from our base here along the Jersey Shore. And you know, ladies, the holidays, well, they're nearly upon us. And you know what else is nearly upon us? What is, Joe? The sights and sounds of seals along the Jersey Shore. Winter is here and seals are arriving from up north to spend another cold, snowy season resting and relaxing among the sandbars and beaches along the famous Jersey Shore before they head up north for another busy breeding season. Hey, Joe. Yeah, Samantha. What does a polar bear call a seal on a skateboard? Um, I don't know. What would that be? Meals on wheels. Uh, well, you know why there are still some people out there that don't realize that seals call the Jersey Shore home during the winter. There are even more people out there that can't identify the several species of seals that can be seen during the winter. Now, you guys know all the seals out there, right? I mean, I wouldn't bet my life on it or anything if somebody asked me, but, you know. Would you bet a million dollars? Sure. If I had a million dollars. <laughs> well, we're here to help everybody. So basically, there are three species of seals that call the Jersey Shore, uh, Jersey Shore home during the wintertime. The first one is gray seals, and they're easy to identify because they have a, a long horse head nose. They look, their face looks like a horse head. So... Really? Yeah, <laughs> you're looking at me like it's strange. No, it's true. They have this huge head, long nose, like this sort of like Romanistic nose. Yeah, I'm gonna have to Google that because that doesn't sound familiar to me. But Harbor seals are the next most common seal. In fact, they're they're really the the most common seal. The most seal, the seal that you could see the most along the Jersey Shore are harbor seals, and they're easy to identify because they have this dog-like face. So the gray seals have a face that resembles sort of like a horse. And the harbor seals have a face that sort of resembles a dog. Harbor seals are the most abundant seals you can see along the Jersey Shore. But there are, there's a third seal, a third one, that's sort of not all that common, but nevertheless, it does show up. And it's called a harp seal. Have you ever heard of a harp seal or seen a harp seal before? Does his face look like a harp? <laughs> Uh, no, it gets named harp seal because adults, as they get bigger, the adults have this sort of, um, oh, what am I thinking of? Like this figuration on the back of their body that sort of resembles a musical instrument like a harp. Really? I'm not making That's this up. This I is need. true. I feel like That's you're making all of my body <laughs> shaped like a harp. <laughs> it comes all the way from the Arctic, ladies. All the way from the Arctic. It's the harp seal. And the name harp seal comes from the large harp-shaped ring on the back of the adult harp seals. Only the adults have that harp-shaped ring on the back. 
Um, and really, it's mostly male seals, though I guess sometimes female seals might have it as well, too. Here's some fun facts about harp seals. You guys like fun facts? Hit me. Fun facts. Harp seals grow to about six feet long and weigh up to 300 pounds. Harp seals can live for an estimated 30 years. And harp seal pups are born with long white fur that helps them absorb sunlight and stay warm while they're still developing their blubber. Do you guys know any of that? Huh? What are we saying about blubber? I never. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know also harp seals are sometimes called saddlebacks due to the saddle-shaped markings on their backs? And mother harp seals can identify their own young among the thousands of other baby harp seals that might be there by their scent. Can you guys do that? Can you identify your boyfriends by their scent? Oh, yeah. Samantha? Yeah, sure. I mean, if you showered... Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, does your boyfriend like use? Shower. Does your boyfriend use like specific type of cologne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. you could okay. smell that, right? Sure. So you know, you get the idea. So harp seals only spend some uh, significant amounts of time on land, really uh, during mating and birthing season. The rest of the time, they're really in the water or roaming around. They love to roam around uh, for thousands of miles from where they were born, especially when they're in their young stage, teenage stage. They love to roam around and just see what's out there. You know, teenagers, so they have to roam around, and that's true for harp seals as well, too. Harp seals are true Arctic seals. They're commonly found in waters of the Arctic and far north Atlantic Ocean, but harp seals are highly migratory and can travel more than more than 3,000 miles round trip to feed and just roam around and see what's out there. And so when they get to the Jersey Shore, well, this is the problem is that when they get to the Jersey Shore, sometimes they get sick because the harp seals are true Arctic seals. And so up in the Arctic, there's really not any sand, right? It's all ice. Mm -hmm. So when they get thirsty, because all mammals need to take in fresh water one way or another, either their food or directly. And so harp seals, when they get thirsty up in the Arctic, they're just going to lick on ice, right? But here along the Jersey Shore, we don't have that much ice, I guess, thanks to global warming. I'm not sure. But, you know, we don't have as much ice, certainly as the Arctic. And so what are they going to do? They're going to, unfortunately, they're going to take in some sand. And the sand, you're looking at me like it's weird. <laughs> like I'm waiting for you to tell me what horrible thing is going to happen. Oh, OK. Well, the sand has like worms and bacteria and it. it's going to make them sick. So harp seals, if you see a harp seal, there is a probability, maybe a high probability, that the harp seal you are viewing could be sick. Um, harp seals are known to be the seal that gets sick the most. So you got to watch out for harp seals. Um, if they do look a little sick, call up the proper authorities. You want to start with your police, though sometimes police are not always the best when it comes to dealing with marine mammals. So you want to contact the Marine Mammal Stranding Center in Brigantine, New Jersey. Uh, they are certainly the ones, the best ones to contact for any sort of injured, sick, uh, any marine mammal or sea turtle for that matter that you might think is being harassed or injured or sick. Please call the Marine Mammal Training Center in Brigantine, New Jersey. What is What are harp seals? What do you think they eat? What do you think the harp seals eat? Harps. Oh my goodness. Where did you get that off the joke sheet? It's horrible. That's not even a good joke. Here, give me another joke. What, what joke do you have? What's a balanced diet for a polar bear? That's a very appropriate joke. A seal in each paw. Oh, oh. that's horrible. That's horrible. Horrible. So diet, what, what do harp seals like to eat? Well, they have a varied diet. They like to eat shrimp. 
Everyone likes to eat shrimp, right? Don't eat shrimp from Mexico. It's horrible. Don't do that. Um, they like to eat crabs, crustaceans, fish such as redfish, herring, halibut, cod, right? So they like to eat lots of different things. They have a very varied diet. Harp seal's life revolves around the pack ice, and winter migration can take as far as, well, over a 1,000 miles to feeding grounds here along the Jersey Shore. There are basically three populations of harp seal based on where they breed. Uh, the first one is the White Sea. And everybody knows where the White Sea is, right? It's northwest coast of Russia. Then there's the Greenland Sea population, which breeds off the southeast coast of Greenland. And then the ones that we see here along the Jersey Shore, that's the northwest Atlantic Gulf population located off of eastern Canada and western Greenland. These are the harp seals that come here along the Jersey Shore to hang out. And again, it's mostly the juveniles. Occasionally, you're going to see some adults. But it's mostly the juveniles. When I say juveniles, they're probably like maybe, uh, I don't know, a couple of months to a couple of years old. Um, once they're adults, they're going to stick up, uh, stay around a little bit uh, up closer to where they're um, mating and where they breed up there closer. But the juveniles, they don't have to worry about breeding. So they're going to migrate and travel a little bit farther away, including here along the Jersey Shore. So according to the Canadian government, Fisheries and Oceans Department, the global harp seal population is currently healthy and abundant with an estimated population of 7.4 million animals, which is up from 5.2 million in 1999. Wow, good news for once. Yeah, so you might say to yourself, wow, that is really great news that the harp seal population is doing so well, right? Unfortunately, though... Here we go. Here we go. The Grim Reaper over here. Unfortunately, you know, when you see the harp seals, you've got to take into account they have a really an, uh, a quite interesting life history. So the harp seals that you see here along the Jersey Shore have survived something really traumatic. So there are people up there in northern Canada, up there in the Arctic, that can do some nasty things to seals. And so there are still today, here it is, almost 2020, ladies, and there are still people that make a living out of clubbing seals. So there's disturbing problems with harp seals that many people in the Canadian government don't really like to discuss and that many people who live in New Jersey don't really know or fully understand. Harp seals are hunted. By the 1960s, commercial sealing activities severely depleted the harp seal population to low levels. Today, the harp seal population remains below sealing levels. So even though the population sounds high, it was much higher before hunting took place. Seal hunting began in the spring, normally begins in the spring, as young have become several weeks old. And Canada has banned the killing of white-coated or baby seals, which is a good thing, right? So, by the way, I should point out that most seals, I think maybe all seals, the mothers don't really take long care of their young, only about a couple of weeks, maybe three, four, five, six weeks, maybe eight weeks. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Then the young are on their own. So it's a good thing that Canada banned um, baby seals from being clubbed. That's a good thing. But why kill seals at all, really? Why would you want to kill a seal at all? Now, I know there are Inuit people who kill it for food and, and for some money, and that's cool, right? Because we have so you know decimated the Native American population or Native people's populations and their way of life and their culture 
So, you know, if they want to go do that for some sustenance and sustainability, that's fine. But it's the rest of the people that are doing it just for economic reasons to make money that really give it a black eye for, for everybody, including the Inuit people. The Inuit people, you know, they want to sell it, but unfortunately there are people who are doing it just for the money itself and are doing it for horrible reasons. So Canada's commercial seal hunt occurs on the ice off of Canada's east coast in two areas, the Gulf of St. Lawrence, west of Newfoundland, and east of the Magellan Islands, and the front northeast of Newfoundland. Canadian marine mammal regulations state that sealers may kill, kill seals with wooden clubs which are large ice pick-like clubs and guns. In the Gulf of St. Lawrence, clubs are the killing implement of choice, and in other areas, guns are more widely used, though clubs are frequently used to kill seals that have been shot and wounded. And according to the Humane Society of the United States, it's important to know that each killing method is really cruel because sealers shoot at seals from moving boats, and the pups are often only wounded. So you can imagine the sight of just, you know, this bloody seal on the ice. Uh, yeah. Got another joke? Yeah. Give us another joke, Sam. Let's go for a, <laughs> let's go for a positive. Why are my school grades like a seal's eating habits? Why would that be? They're both below sea level. Uh, that's, uh, that's a good one. I actually marked that I down. That so was a good better one. Better now. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know the main seal skin processing plant in Canada deducts two dollars from the price they pay for the skins for each bullet hole they find? In oh my each. God, where are you getting these? These aren't really fun facts. You're right. <laughs> no. This is super fun. It's never really gentle to kill anything. So no. our advice is don't kill like, wildlife. Yeah, but pretty much, I don't think they let you know, There's no animals in the U.S. that they let you go around clubbing to kill them. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, but, you know, here's the thing. People this time of year, they're buying presents, and they might go on Etsy. Or they might go on eBay or they might go on another website and buy things with animal fur or made from animal products. And you might not realize that you are contributing then to that seal hunting process. Seals are killed primarily for their fur, which is used to produce fashion garments and other items. There's a small market for seal oil, both for industrial purposes and for human consumption. And also, here we go, ladies, seal penises. Of course, we couldn't get through a podcast without talking about some sort of penis. How'd you know that's what I wanted for Christmas? (laughs) Seal penises have been sold in Asian markets markets as an aphrodisiac. So here's something you might want to get for your boyfriends. Ooh, I didn't even know seals had penises. So there you go. You learned something like it was a double, you know, learning experience for me. Yeah, there's almost no market for a seal meat. So seal carcasses are normally left to rot on the ice. So it's pretty sad. According to the Humane Society of the United States, in the 50 years that Canada has had a commercial seal hunt, it's been the subject of constant veterinary scrutiny. Not one report has ever suggested the seal hunt is acceptable or humane. For example, in 2001, a report by the independent team of veterinarians who studied the hunt concluded that government regulations regarding humane killing were neither being respected nor enforced, and that the seal hunt failed to comply with Canada's basic animal welfare standards. Shockingly, the veterinarians found that in 42% of the cases they studied, there was not enough evidence of cranial injury to even guarantee unconsciousness at the time of the skinning. So it's pretty sad what's going on over there. And again, why even do it? There's no reason to kill seals. Yeah, there are people that suggest that seals might like damage fisheries, but there's really no proof to that. 
So does the government subsidize the hunt? Does the Canadian government subsidize the hunt? In recent years, millions of dollars have been spent on ice breaking for the sealing vessels and search and rescue of sealing crews by the Canadian Coast Guard, all at taxpayer expenses. In 2009, the Canadian government estimated that enforcement of the marine mammal regulations cost between $1.8 and $3.6 million for an industry that only brought in less than $1.5 million that year. So again, why even do this, right? I mean... Canada always seems like it's so humane. You know, they just banned all of that, uh, you know, uh, yeah, they're really not. in captivity and all of that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they do good things, but then, you know, there's also a dark side to Canada as well, too. Um, you know, you think about where you get lots of your oil from in the United States of America, right? We get it from the coal tar up in Canada, which is doing damage to the environment. Mm. Also, so if you go back to the seal hunts, guess what Canada's uh, commercial sea hunt? It's also indirectly subsidized by guess who? The Norwegian government. Our Norwegian company purchases close to 80% of the seal skins produced in Canada in any given year through its Canada uh, Canadian subsidy. So watch out for if you're buying anything from Norway, it could have products from seals in there. And so is the seal hunt economically important for people up there? Sealing is an off-season activity conducted by fishermen or fishing people. From Canada's east coast, they make an average of one twentieth of their incomes from seal hunting and the rest from commercial fisheries. And according to Newfoundland government, out of the population of a half million people, less than 6,000 participate in seal hunt each year. And so decades of bad publicity and campaigns to end the slaughter have taken a toll. In 2016, sealing generated only $1.6 million in sales, down from $34 million in 2006, according to Canadian's Department of Fisheries and Oceans. So you might ask, well, what can we do, right? What can the Canadian government do? What can people do, right? So you want to send letters to the Canadian government and tell them to just shut it down, shut down the seal hunt. The Canadian government has the power to shut down the seal hunt and replace it with economic alternatives. One solution, which is supported by both the animal protection groups and the sealers themselves, because again, they're getting bad publicity. Nobody really wants to get bad publicity. It's a federal buyout of the commercial sealing industry. Let the government just come in and buy out these people. Fishing industry buyouts are nothing new to the Canadian government. When Canada ended its commercial whale hunt, it compensated whale hunters for their licenses in a, sim- in a similar fashion. One potential industry for the federal government to develop in place of seal hunting is marine ecotourism. Wouldn't you want to go up there and see those seals? Yeah. Especially before global warming melts away their habitat. Yeah, especially if no one's clubbing them while I'm there. <laughs> yeah. So how great would that be? Just go up there and see the seals. So seal watching is just, uh, I know people here around the Jersey Shore, uh, every time there's any sort of seal watching hike or program, it always does really well. And people love seeing marine mammals. So why not, why, why doesn't the Canadian government just get those people to do seal watching programs? In the Magellan Islands, one of Canadian's um, sealing areas, seal watching now brings in more money to local communities than seal hunting does. So there's there's evidence that seal hunting is just a worthwhile thing to do as opposed to just killing these seals. And so is it true that seals are jeopardizing the Canadian cod fishery? So that's one of the big questions people often say. In fact, there was somebody over here, I had a big argument one time, and the guy was like, you know, we got to kill the seals because they're eating all the fish. And I was like, that's just crap. That's not true. There's no evidence of that. There, In fact, 
there isn't really no evidence to support this idea. Some fishing industry lobby groups try to claim that seals must be culled to protect fish stocks, but the scientific community agrees that the true cause of, of lower fish stocks off Canada's east coast is human overfishing. You know, think about the big nets that people use to catch those fish. They're like as big as a football field or 10 times the size of football fields. Yeah, like, I mean, a little seal, what they can catch compared to a giant net. Yeah, it just can't compare. Blaming seals for disappearing fish is a convenient way for the fishing industry to divert attention from its irresponsible and environmentally destructive practices that continue today. And while approximately 3% of a harp seal's diet may be commercially fished, cod, harp seals also eat many significant predators of cod, such as squid. And this is why, ladies... Some scientists are concerned that culling harp seals could further inhibit recovery of commercial valuable fish stocks in the Northwest Atlantic. And with climate change and warming waters, the stable sea ice platform baby seals need for nursing is melting. Pups have been dying and scientists have warned that if nothing changes, the average pup survival rate will continue to drop and females give birth to one pup per year. How sad is that? So I have a little video here, a little video, a little audio of a seal pup. Let's let's listen to that right now. Ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Uh, wasn't that cute? Oh, so cute. So, so cute. cute. Oh my goodness. I can't. So cute. So, what can you do? What can you do, ladies? What can you do to help the harp seals? What can we do? Do I need to move to Canada? Because mm. I'm thinking about it these days. Yeah. Maybe. It's important to know that anti-sealing campaigns are being led in more than 35 countries, including Russia and the members of the European Union, to ban seal imports, although they still allow products that come from the Canadian Inuit. Please do not buy any products, especially from eBay or Etsy, from the skin, fur, or feathers, or animal parts, especially important during the holiday season. If you wish to find out more information and ways to help stop the hunting of seals in Canada, please visit the websites www.harpseals.org and www.pinnipeds.org. That's P-I-N-N-I-P-E-D-S.org. Harpseals.org and pinnipeds.org. Both are harps. Both uh, both are seal conservation societies, and they are nonprofits dedicated to ed- ending the largest slaughter of marine mammals in the world, the Canadian seal hunt, as well as smaller seal, seal hunts in Russia and Norway. So that's something you could do. Send letters to the Canadian government. Just tell them to end the seal hunt. You know, find out more. Go to these websites. Find out more information. Um, please be kind to harp seals in New Jersey. So if you see a harp seal, people often, when they see any type of seal, they just want to get really close, take a selfie with it. But you got to keep in mind, these seals have came so far from the Arctic. They just want to rest and relax and enjoy themselves. And I think I've told this story before that there was a harp seal that wound up in a town not far from here along the Jersey Shore. And somebody saw it, thought the seal was, what's the seal doing here? They called the police. The police came and literally just picked up that seal and threw it right back in the water. Crazy, crazy. Don't do that. So we, fa- 
I know. We found out about it because they took a, a selfie with the seal and posted it on Facebook. So uh, don't do that. That's just nasty. First of all, you should never pick up any type of seal or any marine mammal because they have a nasty bacteria in their mouth that if they bite you, that bacteria is just hard to get rid of in, out of your system. And they often have to chop off your limbs or wherever that bacteria might be. In fact, there's a real nasty picture. I think it's on the Internet still where there's a picture of a guy without a nose because a seal bit his nose. I need to chop it off. Not worth the price of a selfie, in yeah, my opinion. I know. So always That's keep your distance. Always keep your distance. Stay at least 300 feet away. If you believe a seal or any marine mammal is injured or sick, please contact the good people at the Marine Mammal Stranding Center in Brigantine, New Jersey at 609-266-0538. 609-266-0538. And I guess, you know what, ladies? Joe. <laughs> I think that's it. I feel like I need one more joke. Yeah, one more joke. Who is a polar bear's favorite pop star? Who would that be? Seal. Uh, <laughs> okay, no, that was a bad one. I have one more. I have one more. Why do seals swim in salt water? Why? Because pepper water would make them sneeze. Okay, well, happy holidays and happy new year, everyone. Please be kind to Coastal Wildlife and respect their need to be left alone. Please always view wildlife from a distance. And if you need more information about us, you can always check out our website at www.savecoastalwildlife.org. That's www.savecoastalwildlife.org. Once again, my name is Joe Reynolds, Executive Director of Save Coastal Wildlife, an environmental nonprofit dedicated to educating people about the preservation and protection of coastal wildlife along the Jersey Shore. And I was joined tonight by my two best friends, Jen and Sam. Happy holidays, everybody. We'll see you in the new year. Take care.